It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie, it's you, Jamie. Don't be alarmed, but I think there's a guy following you. Maybe we should get that guard dog we talked about? Nothing too scary, maybe like a Bichon with an attitude? You know, Progressive's collision insurance covers injured dogs and cats at no extra cost, so... Wait, the guy stood up when I stood up. He's on the phone. He's looking right at me. Oh, wait, it's just my reflection. Don't tell anyone about this. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Pet coverage not available in New Hampshire and North Carolina. Jazz with a bucket here in really good shape. Left corner, Trey Lyles, three, got it! Holy smokes! Jazz by 10 with 129 to play in San Antonio! Wow! You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for the 4th of November. The Spurs come back to town. We'll break down that game for you. ESPN rank is underway. Are any of our players in the 50 to 100 range? Maybe you'll be surprised by one of them after the opening week of the season. The Warriors look fabulous. Are they beatable? Eh, maybe not after all, but I'll tell you what it would take to take them down. That's all coming up on today's edition. Oh, yeah, and plus a mess in New York for Jeff. It's all coming up on today's edition of Locked on Jazz. Pow. How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. Hope you're doing well. This is Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, updating you on the latest on your favorite team, plus all of the things around the league, giving you insight you can't get anywhere else. So make sure you subscribe on iTunes or on whatever podcast you use. I did go over to iTunes the other day, noticed we broke over, I think it was 400 and we're up over and continued five stars. So thank you very much for everybody who's done that. Uh, appreciate it. Feel free to tell some friends about it as well. Locked On Podcast Network has a gr- lot of great stuff out there for you today. Pro- probably the best of which is reaction by Locked On Warriors and Locked On Thunder uh, to last night's game uh, taking place. You always kind of can go find the hot story of the day and go grab it and uh, see what's going on on the Locked On Podcast Network. And uh, that will be... Uh, that's always a great way to kind of see what's going on or, or catch up, whether it's the NFL, North Turner resigning in, in Minnesota, Sam and Sage covered that one beautifully. So that's always what I do is kind of figure out right, what's the big story. I'm going to go check out Sacramento today as well and see what's happened uh, with them because that's a little bit surprising the way they're playing early on. Uh, and Jason Ross does a great job. So I'm going to check out what's taking place uh, with their loss last night. They go to two and four, and you always know that that group has a chance to combust in Indiana. Indiana's just a mess, by the way, people. Uh, they lost 125-107. I did like Milwaukee more than most people after the Middleton injury. Uh, but, uh, you know, they, they are a little bit of a mess. Warriors Thunder last night was amazing. I hope you got a chance uh, to catch it. We're, we're, I'm hoping that I'm a little bit more awake today. Uh, the irony is that I'm not. Uh, well, I feel really good. But uh, yesterday I had a cortisone shot in my back for a nerve issue. I'd never had that before. I was probably really nervous about it last yesterday. Part of the reason why I was such a mess uh, on the program. And uh, so just as I went to bed last night, I just got the weirdest. I don't know if these are related or not. And this is more information you know, but I got the worst chest indigestion. I, it has to be related. I'd never had anything like it. 
Uh, and so I, I'm like, wait, wait, I, all I want to do is sleep. Uh, and of course, I couldn't for a minute or two. So I, I don't know if I have to redo, uh, give Shamrock Auto Group and, and Rob Taylor a whole nother ad. Uh, but people were listening to Matchbox 20 yesterday for no particular reason. It was, it was all my fault. Today's show is brought to you by Sherlock Intelligence. Our good friends at Sherlock Intelligence who handle all our data needs and the Locked On Podcast Network can do the same for you, taking your data and letting you either take an advantage, get an advantage on your fellow competitors by being the ones that are using data to your advantage or competing with the massive big boys who have whole departments. They come in and do it for you and let you compete. Sherlock Intelligence. All right, let's get to, we didn't really do a pins across the world yesterday. I want to get back to that um, on the para, early, early morning Periscope uh, yesterday. So pins across the world. You can email me at dlock09 at gmail.com, and that is the best way. Uh, to get a hold of me. Someone said it was hard to reach me the other day. I was like, yeah, yeah, probably. So that is the best way if you need to reach me at dlock09 at gmail.com. Uh, and so let's take it. Let's go to Matthew Peterson. Uh, I listen to your show mostly from the road. I listen starting uh, to you on a long, dusty Winnemucca road. True story. Although I call Tooele home, your show has spanned all of Utah, Idaho, much of northern Nevada, Wyoming, and occasional trips to Portland. It's a pleasure to have you riding shotgun for many hours. I really get the feeling we're having coffee together. Every pause, I assume, you're sipping coffee. You mean like this one? There you go. I'm really grateful that I found the show. I really missed the lockdown sports show when you and Ben Bagley had and seemed like you had good synergy. He's a great dude. Let's go on the jazz game tonight. He's a voice for the Locked On Podcast Network. He's awesome. One day you took my call. You were floating uh, potential Paul Millsap trade. I suggested uh, Jake. Uh, oh, I can't pronounce his name anymore. Uh, you, I don't think you have. Uh, you're either talking about the old Phoenix seven foot white center that was terrible, or you're talking about the Denver number five pick Nicholas Schizavilli. Or Jake's, I don't even remember his name. Like That was not a, yeah, right. Okay, that's fine. At least you can admit it. I've been a Utah Jazz fan as long as I can remember. Watching games, my dad helped uh, form a strong bond. He still wear, swears if Eaton could play two more years, we would have won a title. My fandom really hit a high in high school when I went with some friends to John's doctor retirement party. I can proudly say we were the first to show up at 4 a.m. And from there, many Rocky Mountain reviews, open scrimmages when I can games. Put a pin in Tuila, but I suggest your strings it to everywhere I travel. Thanks. That's Matt Peterson. He's a lighting specialist uh, for Platt Electric Supply. So uh, that's that's why he travels so much. That was a free plug I gave you. And I don't give those anymore, Matt. So you just better be appreciative. That was supposed to be funny, people. That was supposed to be funny. You're supposed to laugh at that little self Little, little making fun of myself for the amount of advertising that's on the programs these days. All right, let's uh, let's hit the. And if you'd like to advertise, you can email me at dlock09 at gmail dot com. All right, uh, tip off story of the day is the matchup with the Spurs. Uh, let me just break. You know, it's going to be interesting to see them come out. Tony Parker's not going. Danny Green's not going. So they're thin. I mean, I don't know what they're going to do for a backup point guard. Are they going to play Dejounte Murray in his first NBA action? He, he might be able to survive it, though Shelvin Max kind of got that wily veteran element to it, so I'm not sure that's a great matchup. He probably can survive against Dante. Um, they Kyle Anderson can play some point guard from the off guard position, which makes a little bit uh, of sense if they want to do that. Bryn Forbes, who they have coming off the bench, is really purely an awesome dead-eye shooter. Um, they've got a... a They've got another one, kind of six four, um, Argentinian, uh, who's supposed to be 
they, they like a little. So I, I don't know what they're doing without Tony Parker. Uh, it'll be interesting. But this is a little bit of why all year long I have not been in love with this team like everybody else because they're you know without Danny Green is really now they've got two injuries to wing and, and they're no different than anybody else. If you have two injuries to wing, it's it's hard. Boston's got out their best player last night now Horford. They got waxed for most of the night. Made a nice comeback, but they got waxed. Uh, you know that's it's missing a primary guy is hard. Danny Green's a ten million dollar primary guy for them. You know someone once said. Uh, Danny Green gets paid ten million. Bryn Forbes gets paid five hundred thousand for a reason. And when one of them's not, when the ten million guy's not in the game, you're not as good. So uh, the key for the Jazz is uh, one: they're going to come out. The Spurs are going to come out and hit the Jazz early. They have to. They, they get hammered in practice for two days. They didn't look good against the Jazz. Jazz torched them early. They're going to come out really hard and active. Throw some different defensive pressures at the Jazz. And the key to the Jazz is the Jazz have to keep pushing at the Spurs, because this is not the old Spurs. They don't have – Pau Gasol's not a defensive mindset player. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge is not a defensive mindset player. David Lee is certainly not a defensive mindset player. Dwayne Dedman's not a, under, doesn't understand how to defend exactly yet. So their front court is not defensive-minded anymore. And Danny Green is defensive-minded. He's not there. Patty Mills is going to be a pest and being bugging you, but I think George Hill probably can handle that. Kawhi Leonard's obviously the best defensive player there is in the league. And then – Jonathan Simmons' defense. So they're defensive on the perimeter. They're going to be coming at you. You've got to be able to get through that a little bit. Uh, one of the things they do talking to players is that they late switch. And so instead of teams that early switch, they're going to late switch it. And what the Jazz seemed to do was instead of taking that pocket pass or the pass involving the switch, they put one away from that. And I'm sure the Spurs will now overplay that pass. And so the thing to watch early will be the Jazz not wanting to make that pocket pass or that first pass, and then do you see them get caught up, and as they make to look the next pass, it either gets picked, or they're not quite sure where to go, and they're going to have to find the release valve out of that early in the game. If they're, I'm kind of envisioning them on the right side of the floor. Pocket passes, they don't go there because of the switch. They want to rotate back up and rotate it around, so then it's going to have to be a full skip pass, and do they make that pass early in the game? Keep an eye for that. If they do, and they're uh, getting shots off that early, it's a really good sign because it's a sign that the Jazz have made the adjustment uh, to the Spurs adjustment, and then the Spurs don't have anywhere to go. Uh, and, and again, the Spurs, you know, they're still terrific, absolutely terrific. But with that said, uh, they're not quite, you know, this is really my, they were the number one defensive team in the league last year by a large margin. They are, they're eighth this year. I know it's only five games. They've played the Warriors. They've played the Jazz. They've played some decent teams. Uh they, the other one is their defensive effective field goal percentage, which was number one in the league, is now 14th. So early on in the season, they're not quite showing the signs of being uh, the defensive team that they, that they were a year ago. And I think that that's probably worth keeping an eye on um, to, for, from a Jazz standpoint to see whether or not uh, they can continue to take advantage of that and that that's actually a real flaw. This is a big night for the Spurs. Uh, late in the game offensively, where will the mismatches be? Late in the game the other night, they put Kawhi Leonard on Rodney Hood, and you just took Rod- the Jazz just smartly took Rodney Hood out of the play. And then you had Joe Johnson guarded by Manu, and you had Tony Parker guarding George Hill, and neither of them could guard either of them. I mean, it was really pretty obvious, a 39-year-old Manu and a 34-year-old Tony Parker. So tonight it'll be a 28-year-old Patty Mills, but he's six, he's six foot and 180, he's tough as hell, but you might start seeing some 1-3 pick-and-rolls with Joe Johnson. And now all of a sudden, Patty Mills is trying to guard Joe Johnson, and he's going to work them down uh, into the post uh, and see whether or not 
you know, the Jazz can take advantage of that. And if it's Manu Ginobili, then if that switch happens and George Hill's being guarded by Manu, and you still have pretty strong mismatches in the game. So I'll be curious to see where they are and how those mismatches happen. The other one, uh, I think we're gonna, I'm going to talk about this probably every game all year. Uh, the Jazz have the makeup. This goes back to a Zach Harper article of a year ago. Uh, or in the off season, he really did a nice job with this. The Jazz have the makeup of one of the best catch and shoot teams in the NBA, and so are the Jazz able to shift the defense enough um, that they can go get catch catch and shoot opportunities? And that's going to be just a huge part of the season. Obviously, the next level is open catch and shoot. Um, and frankly, I'd love to give you that, but they don't. Um, Give me those numbers, but you're going to hear this from me for a long time. We're going to chart it all year long. But right now on catch-and-shoot opportunities, the Jazz are just crazy good. And I don't think it's an outlier. I talked about this yesterday on the program. Rodney Hood's 8 of 17 for 47%. George Hill's 7 of 15 for 47%. Joe Johnson's 8 of 14 for 57%. Okay, that's a little high. Joe Ingles is 80%. Uh, though I, I'm, I'm telling you, those are the numbers. When the guys are wide open... Uh, from three, it's a they can be putting it off the deck, so it's not quite as good. But Rodney's at fifty percent, Joe's at seventy two percent, Joe's Johnson's at fifty percent, Dante's at forty, Shell's at forty, and, and George is taking some more off the bounce. He's at twenty eight percent on the threes. Trey Lyles is the only one missing right now. Trey Lyles is two for eleven on wide open threes. He's got a he'll. And I'm not even worried about it. Uh, and I he and more. Uh, he and Watt, Jeff Watkinson, have a great relationship. I saw them working on some things the other day, and I'm sure it'll be straightened out uh, here shortly. So uh, then defensively, Kawhi is a beast. You just got to make him t- take – he's going to score. He's gonna, I mean, he's just amazing. Aldridge is interesting because Aldridge right now is great – not great facing the hoop, but he is great if he gets his back to the basket. So keep an eye on that tonight. The Jazz – and, and you know, he's not – I mean, when I say not great – you know what, if he's taking a 15 to 18 footer, he's got to be near 50% to be efficient. And uh, he's not that right now. He's down, you know, he's probably the other night probably went three of eight on some of those shots. His overall kind of jump shots right now are he's 10 of 30 for the year. So he's at 33% on his jump shots. He's at 50% on his post-ups. And he, anything he gets around the basket non-post-up, he's at 53%. So you're going to try to keep him uh, off of those. If you're anywhere near him right now, he's 2 of 11 on guarded catch-and-shoots. So th- that's the big one. He... He's really special, though, in his in the post. He can go either way. Um, single coverage post-ups right now, he's just he's good. He's really, really good, and he's really good if he's on the left block. Uh, he's better on the left block than he is on the right, and he goes equal each direction, and he's just brutal to guard. So how do you deal with it? One, if you're Derek or you're Rudy, you've got to bounce him early, push him all the way up so that it catches late, so then his catch, when he makes his catch, he swings naturally into the, the jump shot, and then you maybe give him a little air set so he can't dribble back into you. Uh, the second one is if it's Lyles or Joe Johnson or someone like that, you got to front him and force him to either them to throw the lob over the top, which if Patty Mills is the inbounder at six feet tall, if George Hill plays him right and gets up in his space, it's a very hard pass. And then, it, so usually the release valve is that you come back over the top of the front, and now you're in a jump shot position. So those are the keys, by the way, uh, for the Jazz in this matchup today. As I said, uh, today's show is brought to you by Sherlock Intelligence. Uh, Sherlock Intelligence is a data company that they do three things for you very, very well. So they capture your data. They then present it to you in a way where you can visualize it. And then 
they allow you with that visual for you knowing your company and them understanding data to analyze it. So the first part of the whole key thing is that they're taking multiple sources of data to give you a holistic picture. And so Sherlock Intelligence is able to do that and give you the information that you need to know about your customers. You then find their patterns and you grow your profits. Like an example, I think there's two people out there. If you own a company and there aren't a lot of people in your industry that are using data, I would call Sherlock Intelligence at 855-339-7774, 855-339-7774, and talk to them about, well, what's the cost? You'll be surprised it's, that they can do really good things without crazy numbers and uh, will get you crazy numbers without costing you crazy numbers. That should be their new slogan. We're Sherlock Intelligence. We find you crazy numbers without costing you crazy numbers. That nah, probably wouldn't work. 855-339-7774 is the number. And so allows you to get an edge on your competitors by knowing your customers better, finding their patterns. That's what we're doing with the Lockdown Podcast Network. Flip side of that is if you're a uh, company that's got to compete, like if you're a credit union or a bank or something of that sort, and you're trying to compete with the Chases and Wells Fargo's and all of them, it's really hard. And so you compete by having Sherlock do the work that their whole entire – they have entire departments to do, and you outsource that to Sherlock. And again, you know what they do? They get you crazy numbers without costing you crazy numbers. Yeah, probably not. Sherlock Intelligence, 855-339-7774. ESPN Rank is going on again. Uh, And they had their ranks last night, uh, or they put some of their ranks out. Uh, they kind of slid it out there. I, I missed that it was taking place, but I will say I find uh, I find the the talent at the at ESPN through the roof, awesome, and the, the site. I I always tell Kevin Pelton this. I feel like I just missed so many good stories um, that are out there. I found a new app on my phone though, guys. It's called Nuzzle, and it tells you what the most popular kind of retweets and things on your Twitter are, and so you get kind of the best stuff rather than just searching through. Um, uh, Twitter, all the stuff like that. So just, by the way, share that with you. That wasn't an ad. I don't know them. Um, so anyway, they I think they've started with their NBA rank, unless it was something from some other time. And uh, they had George Hill come in at 67. They had him at 101 last year, which was surprising to me. Um, so, yeah, so that they, they ranked um, – they did the rank of players 51 to 100, uh, and I hadn't searched down through. Uh, I was surprised. I actually thought Joe was going to make uh, the other the top 100 for ESPN because I still feel like he's got some left in the tank. And um, I was a little, I'm a little surprised by the players that are ahead of Joe still, but I guess they he really dropped off the map. He went to 134. Um, Joe was in at 134 last year. I didn't go down to the bottom and find our other guys. So Rod and uh, George Hill went from 67 to 101. Rodney Hood came in at 66, which I thought was interesting. Uh, it's a li- it's right about you know kind of he's ahead of George. Most of the things have had George ahead of Rodney. Uh, and last year Rodney was 185th though. Uh, what a jump! And I at first I kind of. I don't know what I thought on Rodney's 66. Here are the shooting guards that they had higher than Bradley Beal just at 65, who's maxed out. Um, they had Michael Kidd Gilchrist, who's not really a shooting guard. Well, he's not a shooter. He's just at all. He's 60. Uh, the 
Avery Bradley at 54, J.J. Redick at 52, which I thought was really low for J.J. So, and then all the probably natural. So not too, not too hard to complain about. Uh, and who was on the other side of Rodney? That's always kind of what I look at is, is Evan Fournier, who I like an awful lot. And if I'm Evan, I, I think there's an argument that Evan Fournier should be on the other side of Rodney. Uh, so I thought that he was Rodney was probably placed right about where I would put him. There was a uh, Contavious Caldwell Popes and Wesley Matthews were 83 and 84. So, what it really tells you that I didn't hadn't realized before is that Rodney is right at the precipice of a pretty significant drop off uh, for shooting guards in the NBA. George Hill, we love him right now, so we think he's probably a little under uh, sold. Derek Rose is at 64 and ahead of him. He's not. Uh, Ricky Rubio, Ricky Rubio's at 63 and ahead of him. Uh, not sure he is either. Um, though I love Ricky Rubio. Jeff Teague's at 57 and ahead of him. He's not. If I'm George Hill, I'm pissed, by the way. Um, And I'll be interested to see who then comes in. Reggie Jackson is ahead of him at 59. I don't think Reggie Jackson helps you win more than George Hill. Troy's fine, stunningly, with Ish Smith right now. Uh, Then the guys that were behind him from a point guard standpoint uh, from George Hill... uh, and, and, you know, George had not a great year last year because he had to play next to Monte Ellis. And that's proving itself uh, out. Is again, similar story. Z- uh, Zach Levine, Jeremy Lin, Dennis Schroeder uh, were the next ones. D'Angelo Russell, I think, was ahead of George Hill, which is too early to tell, but I can I can get it. I mean, he might really be good. Uh, so, again, uh, I thought that was interesting. I didn't realize that both, in my mind, I would look at Rodney – and George Hill really on a cusp above the other guys that are on this list. Drew Holiday is just so hard, 97, probably unfairly guard uh, uh, put out there. So, And Eric Gordon, by the way, was behind Rodney Hood, too. So I, I don't know. I found this really, really interesting that both Rodney and George Hill were kind of at this point where all of a sudden after them is a super significant drop. Of at least I think in helping you win basketball games, and frankly, in front of George, I think is a drop too. So George is misdone on this. Uh, I, I think you may have followed this Andy Bailey, who does work for uh, today's Fast Break, which is super NBA site, great way. If you're just kind of easiest place, I think on the web, if you're going to go and just grab a uh, quick shot of kind of news in the NBA, there's a bunch of people that are building great things. So it's hard for me to say um, that they're the easiest, but I like them. Uh, that is. Uh, just a, so today's fast break. Andy Bay is running. He has done a whole piece, kind of combining the top players and looking at all their ranks, and uh, done really uh, good work overall on you know every player and every team and where their average is. And from look, he's done Bleacher Report, five thirty eight Sports Illustrated, today's fast break, basketball breakdown, CBS and Slam. Rodney Hood's average has been uh, coming into this was 65, and ESPN had him at 66. So I guess it's really pretty clear when you have the, um, what is the thing, voices, uh, the power of the crowds or whatever, wisdom of the crowds, uh, and George Hill is at 60 instead of 67. Again, I think they have him a little low. CBS had him at 78, which is laughable. Um, So George is 
uh, average will drop. Uh, Rudy's been averaged at 35, Favors at 31, and Hayward at about 28. So we'll see what that turns out to. And then he's ranked each of these teams, as we've talked about, by their top three players, top five players, and top ten players. And when he does that, the Jazz come out uh, really fabulously. The top three are obviously the Warriors. The Jazz are fifth best of top three, third best of top five, and number one of depth uh, in the NBA. Uh, San Antonio, by the way, is fourth best top three, fifth best top five, and fifth best top ten. It's interesting. They have a little bit of the Notre Dame factor going, though, that anytime anyway goes to San Antonio, we just upgrade them. Uh, by the, I, I'm, I just want to mention these people. This is unpaid today, so I can't screw it up. But Shamrock Auto Group is out there. Um, if you listened to the show yesterday, I just screwed up the read so badly. So if you're considering purchasing a car or a truck in the next few weeks, uh, go ahead and call Rob Taylor at Shamrock Auto Group. Uh, they'll save you money, get you a super nice vehicle, great buying experience, be quick and easy. Uh, the other one that they do that's really interesting is if you have a car out there that you're trying to find that you really want, or maybe two or three of them, you can give them a call and they can search out there for you and find out what it is that's out there for you uh, and get you that car that will fit your budget. Uh, they guarantee a great vehicle. Uh, customers do that with all the time. Their return customers about 70%. And so they are really now working with the individual as going out to find them cars. And they can do that with you uh, as well. Call Rob at 801-319-2250. That's 801-319-2250. Go to the website shamrockautogroup.com. Or you can just call them and start singing Matchbox 20 uh, when you do. But if you know someone who's looking for yourself or someone else, please tell them about Shamrock Auto Group and and check it out. They do a nice job. The Google reviews uh, speak for themselves. Uh, Watch the Warriors last night. It was awesome. Uh, they really were terrific. It's super fun to watch. It takes you out of your It's entertainment, right? Like, I, Just remember that all the times. So this is entertainment. It was just awesome, awesome, awesome entertainment. Um, the thing that jumped out to me last night is I actually think you, to beat them, you have to have uh, – well, first of all, the biggest thing, if you didn't know, hear, didn't see the game, Durant goes off. He goes bananas. It's insane. He crushes them. Um, the – Thunder look out of sorts. Anytime uh, Russell Westbrook takes just a possession off to rest or not be the out-of-control you know, will, force of will, they look like they can't score at all. And so the next part of this is then that they um, – that we, Westbrook just wore out as the night went on, and, and, Durant, and Durant just absolutely killed them. Um, the, the Durant goes out. He gets into a whole spat with – uh, Ennis and Ennis just looks stupid, um, so that's worth um, you know that's worth kind of just having in the back of your mind. That's a whole storyline to that. Here are the four things to me that jumped out. If you're going to have to, there's five really. If you're going to beat the Warriors, here's what you have to. Here's what you have to have. You have to have incredible defensive length so that you can eliminate their passing lanes because they are throwing balls through the smallest of passing lanes. Because they're stretching you out so far that if you don't have a if you don't have really really good uh, passing lane defense with length, they are just moving the ball everywhere. There's no way to defend them. So that's that's the first aspect of things is that you absolutely positively have to uh, have great length, and then you start wondering who those teams are. Um, number two, you I think have to be able to dominate them. On the at the rim, both ways. So you have to completely dominate them at the rim offensively by 
playing at the rim where they have no very little rim protection and dominating them on the glass. Um, the and they're not. I think they took one. They've taken one charge all year long, so you don't really have to worry about that. So you've got to dominate them at the rim. The th- and then the uh, and that's both offensively and defensively. You have to dominate them at the rim. Uh, defensively, you have to do it on the boards, and you have to be able to protect the rim and for- take that part of the game out so they're not sp- stretching the floor both directions. The th- fourth thing, specifically them, is you've got to hit a lot of threes because they're going to, and you just can't be that far behind um, in that area. Uh, so those are the four primary things. You have to have great length, great, great length. So what teams have that? Um, uh, the Spurs have it with Kawhi, and if they're playing Jonathan Simmons, and they have dominate you at the rim on both sides. Uh, we'll see. The Spurs don't have the length at the point guard position. Um, the Clippers are interesting because I don't think they have the great length we're talking about at all. They can dominate both sides at the rim if they want to. Uh, the Clippers will be able to do that. And the Clippers have some three-point shooting, but not what I'm talking about here. Uh, so that makes it very difficult. The fourth one... Uh, Along the way, I think, is that you have to have... So the three-point shooting, the length both sides. The fifth one is you have to have LeBron, right? So that changes that changes everything if you have LeBron. But otherwise, what's interesting to me is when I'm watching that game and I'm trying to figure out what you have to have to combat the Warriors. The Jazz actually have it as well as anyone in the NBA, but they don't have that fifth thing, which is that guy. But they have incredible defensive length in every single lineup they put out on the floor. Maybe Shelvin at the point guard is the only time they don't have it, really. But otherwise, they have, we have great length, unless we're going small, which the Warriors force you to. But even when we go small, we probably can handle that. Number two uh, is that we, do, we can dominate you at the rim defensively with Rudy and offensively with Favors and Rudy on the glass. We have not been a good offensive rebounding team yet this year, but we'll see if we get there. And then we have the three-point shooting. We have enough three-point shooters. We can sh- you're going to have to shoot 33, 30%, three, 30 to 33% of your shots from threes against the Warriors if you're going to beat them. So it's interesting to me um, how much the Jazz have exactly what we're talking about. Uh, final thing is we will play New York early Sunday prior to I talk to you again. They are a mess right now. Przingis got benched. Um, uh, Carmelo criticized Hornacek for not having an offense ready in the preseason. Uh, they are sniping each other. They're not playing any defense. Jeff killed them yesterday for the fact that, hey, if we're going to build a defensive game plan, you've got to execute it. And uh, so there are there are not good times in New York. Probably not a great time to go get them on an early morning um, game, but, but who knows. Uh, but there are – it is not a good time in New York right now. Uh, for what's going on with the Knicks. And we head there tomorrow uh, and then play a very early game. So it's New York and Philly on Sunday, Monday, then at Charlotte Wednesday, at Orlando Friday, and at Miami. Uh, this has been Locked On Jazz, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks to Sherlock Intelligence. To help make your business intelligent with Sherlock, they mine your business data, find patterns, predict outcomes, increase your profits. 855-339-7774. That's 855-339-7774, SherlockIntelligence.com. And obviously, Shamrock Auto Group got a professional read today. Have a great day. Enjoy your weekend. We'll talk to you tonight from the arena. Big one against the Spurs. Come out and get your tickets and have some fun.
Hi guys, this is Josh Lloyd, host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. The NBA is back, so that means that fantasy basketball is back in one form or another. We've got daily fantasy, but there's also some fantasy leagues with the resumption of play with these eight regular season games in Orlando, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to have you covered. It's not just for fantasy basketball, though, because we recap all of the games across the NBA, so if you're looking for a broad overview of the action across the league every day, Locked On Fantasy Basketball is the podcast for you.